You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. We can often be our own worst critics, but that can come at a cost. This week on Carly's Couch, we explore how to stop beating yourself up. Please, happy Monday. Or whatever day it is. Thanks for listening. I am Lextopia with my amigo, Carlos. <laughs> Carlos Carpio. I'm actually the That's not fire, actually. <laughs> Carlos Carpio. Yeah, the, the bros from OU call me Carlos. They be like, what's up, Los Dog? Um, not Los Dog. Yeah, I'm Los Dog for sure. <laughs> it's funny when you get a, a nickname and then the nickname gets a nickname because I have one of those two. And it's like you would never know. Where that's where it came from without knowing the full story. Exactly. Like my homie who just got married literally calls me Los Dog every time. That's funny. Um, but yeah, CC Fierce slash Carly Carpio <laughs> on Twitter. Hope y'all are having a beautiful week. I'm gonna hop into this question of the week because I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could choose your last dinner, what is on the menu? Ooh, well, what we got is I think everything on here kind of made me hungry. I ain't gonna hold you, but um, the first one, two people said drugs. I'm not mad at that. Last I'm not, dinner. I, I'm, I'm going to need some type of cocktail. Yeah, I'm Why not, not mad at a hair on <laughs> boost. Lopium. I might be mad at that. It's but last one, some crack little me D, up. It's a little, some little DMT experimentation. Nah, man. Bring out the crack. It don't matter. Um, last last meal. That's real crazy to say, but. Wild. But, I mean, if you're going to be out of here. Anyways, yeah. um, then someone else said a plate of whatever my dad is making. He must be a hell of a right. chef. He must be extra nice. <laughs> um, the next one, shout out Jasmine, a jumbo lump crab cake. Shout out Baltimore, char grill oysters. Ooh, New Orleans, fresh garlic bread and a strawberry lemonade. That sound real good. I to thought me. that was Lexi's <laughs> when I started reading it. Nah, but that's the only one I was like, yeah, you right. Um, someone said, honestly, I'm going out with man food, a <laughs> T-bone steak and cheese eggs. That sound good too to me. Sweet potato cornbread, chili, ice cold cheer wine. Shout out North Carolina and a peach cobbler. That was Nate. Someone, going out, someone going out with the BGs. <laughs> um, let's see. Fried red snapper and grilled lobster, rice mm. and peas, pickles, chopped salad, and creme brulee. That's Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, another person said anything oxtails. Y'all got to let go of this hole that oxtails got on you. I promise. But I mean, they can't be good, though. Okay, Enjoy. <laughs> so the last one was tomahawk steaks. Mm. Sauteed mushroom and onions, a loaded baked potato, and creamed spinach. That sounds good too. That does sound real good. Two green onions swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Light. What do you say? The light bed. What did he say? Light sauce. (laughs) Something. (laughs) Uncle Phil was craving that meal in that episode. What would yours be? Off top. Um, mine would definitely be like seafood and maybe like a seafood and steak type vibe. So I would probably do something too, like some crab legs, some. Chagra oysters, mm-hmm, a piece mm-hmm. of um, filet or something. That, that's probably what I would go with. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Mine would, I would be like, can I plan the menu for the whole day? And I would start mm-hmm. off my day with some biscuits and sausage gravy. Because mm-hmm. um, why not? I'm going out a nice latte or coffee to go with that. Uh, and then going into, I would like a salad with my steak. Because I actually really enjoy like eating a salad with ranch, <laughs> with croutons and all that before my steak and all that jazz. But you um, want them to take you to Longhorn. Yeah, and then ending <laughs> ending with drugs. <laughs> right. See, yeah, you got to end with that cocktail. Cyanide pill, shoot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so. Don't worry about that, guys. You're not going to have to choose your last meal. Yeah. Eat every day like it's your last meal if you can. 
Yeah, if you can. Enjoy it. Savor it like it's your last meal. That might be nice. I'm about to say savor is might be my word for the year. I haven't quite decided. It is Chinese New Year, <laughs> so um, happy Chinese New Year to everyone who celebrates the year. The dragon, we end this piece. But, um, is that what you are? Mm-hmm. What are you, a rat? I'm an ox, I think. Oh, that's why you want people to lay off ox tails. Am I an ox? I think I'm an ox. Not you call me a rat. <laughs> I think I'm an ox. Okay, we'll figure that out. But happy Chinese New Year. Um, in the spirit of the new year, I feel like it's always exciting to set goals and be excited and all those things. Um, but oftentimes, whenever you set really big goals and expectations, uh, the letdown can be kind of tough mm-hmm. and you can start beating yourself up. So that's yes. what we're here to talk about today. Yes. I think we beat ourselves up when we do things that we know we've kept telling ourselves we don't want to do or that we're not going to do um i think the beating yourself up is part of a cycle of you not listening to slash trusting slash doing what you said like lying to yourself essentially mm-hmm. um we lie to ourselves and we beat ourselves up so for me um some things that actually i think since we planned this podcast i don't i haven't which is a good thing because i'm is good i'm making changes that i'm actually sticking to but for me Um, things that I beat myself up about is it's, and it's always when I'm in it. Right. So Mm -hmm. when I'm, um, when I'm on the sofa and I've done too much last minute and now I'm on Uber eats then I kind of beat myself up like, and, and for me beating myself up doesn't look like being like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. Beating myself up is I'm always thinking about like, what's my plan to do better. But while I'm doing the bad thing. So like I'll be ordering food and be like, man, I really need to be doing X, Y, Z, or I got to do better by getting my meals together or be eating more nutritious or saving my money. And I'll say the things I should be doing and then somehow, like, convince myself, but, like, okay, let me do this. And uh, and I find myself keep always, like, I'm downing myself because mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm making a decision that I'm telling myself, like, I, this is not what I want to be doing, and yet it's what I want to be doing. So um, for me it's a lot around, like, nutrition, what I'm eating, um, anything I know I'm beating myself up when I'm, I'll be thinking of something, watching TV, having a thought and I start Googling stuff like how could I do better at this? Or what is that thing? Or, um, researching into things like just overthinking it instead of just the actual action. All of this is like just thinking about it, researching about it, using those things. as kind of like a cover up essentially. So that's what it looks like for me. Um, where I'm looking up how to do something different. Um, than the habit that I'm probably doing at that exact moment. I like that you brought up like what it actually looks like for you to beat up on yourself. Cause I mm-hmm. think for all of us it's different. And so um, for me, it's like anytime I'm feeling bad, oftentimes it'll be for not being where I think I should be, which we did an episode about mm-hmm. um, for like not being further along. Um, if I do start to compare, I'm like, damn, start to like looking at myself kind of sideways. Like, Oh man, I work out too much. Like, you know, why am I mm-hmm. not eating as well as I could be? My body should be better, should be. Anytime I start telling myself I should be, I'm mm-hmm. often beating myself up. Um, but I also start to feel a lot of guilt and shame. So that is mm-hmm. what how it manifests in my body. Like guilt and shame, like, ugh, like it feels heavy. Like, um, yeah. And like, oh, man, I know I should be sending C sales emails. Like, I can't be mad about my company not growing mm-hmm. if I'm not doing the shit I know I need to be mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the conversations we have with ourselves where it's like we we know we want to be here and we're being here in this moment. Um, but other ways that it could look for some people is like literally being like, oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. Mm-hmm. Or some people like, you know, they'll hit on their head or like, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. And that's very much more direct about it. And I think that. 
ours, I like how we're talking about ours because ours is like beating ourselves up, but disguised as like a little kind of self-improvement, self-helpy mm-hmm. vibe, but it's not really. It, it really is the same thing, um, just in a different style. It's almost like we're planning to do a thing forever and you're not really doing it. But in your mind, you want to live in this place of like, well, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm trying, I'm prepping it. But you're not doing the thing. So why do we beat ourselves up? Like, what does beating yourself up do for you? Hmm. What does it really do? I think what beating myself up, when I do that, what it does to me, it does make me feel shame, guilt. Like you just said, it makes me feel um, less than, like I'm not doing enough. Or um, it's me acknowledging where I'm falling short. And so it's not doing anything for me. Hmm. I'm going to rephrase the question about trying to think it, does it serve me in any way? Mm-hmm. Um, and no, it does. I don't think it serves me in any way, really. I thought that this was an important question because I think sometimes people think being really harsh on yourself can serve you. And so I'll give an example. So mine, me beating myself up is a coping mechanism that I developed whenever I was younger. And so my mom was working like three jobs around the clock. So I was often by myself and didn't really have a parental person to be hard on me. So I had to be hard on myself so that I can succeed. So if I brought home a B on a test, I'm like, now you know you can do better. You need to do this. You need to work harder. You need to study more. And so what kind of served me when I was younger is like kind of being hard on myself Like, as I became an adult and healed and, you know, released a lot of stuff, like, I don't really need to do that Mm. anymore. But it's just become this really vicious cycle. And I think sometimes, like, people use it for motivation. Like, Mm. man, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I saw somebody post the other day, actually, um, my homeboy. And he was like, man, I'm such such a fatty. Like, he was calling himself fat because, like, he's out of shape right now. He used to play in the NFL. And, like, I think that people think that that motivates them. But Mm. I find that oftentimes it's really just guised in a lot of shame and guilt and fear and keeps Mm. you complacent where you are. It's so interesting that even without somebody who took that role of pushing you to be better, that you decided to do that for yourself. And I wonder why. Like, I wonder what was your um, what was your motivation for you to still even care about, like, pushing yourself to be like, oh, I should have an A instead of a B? Well, so I thought that the only way out of, like, poverty, out of a domestic violence mm. situation, out, like, getting a better life, like, mm-hmm. the only way was for me to succeed. And the only way for me to succeed was to be hard on myself. And I would be lying if I said that I was conscious when I did yeah. that. But, Probably like, PBS and all the kind of shows and stuff back in the day, like, programming used to actually make you feel like you needed to get smart. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about it anymore, but it did. Sesame Street is still around. Yeah. Um, but I would say, like, I didn't consciously do that, but like everything that we do, even if it doesn't serve us at some point was a coping mechanism or an Mm. attempt at us trying to heal these things or solve things or work through things. And Mm. I think that like, um, fitness is a great example. So like beating yourself up, like I'm going to make myself go to the gym every day and do that. But then like the way you talk to yourself, when you talk to yourself crazy, you believe it. And so I just don't buy into that. Like, um, I have friends till this day who talk to themselves crazy and think that it's like a great thing. And Mm. I just, I just don't align with that. Yeah, I I do it a little bit with my working out too. It's just it's just when I don't do a thing, like because I'll be telling myself, "Man, I know I need to run. I know I need to run today. I know I need to run today." And I'll I just say that all day till I get to the point where I'm like, "Well, now it's too a little layer. It's getting a little cold, or it's about to start raining, you know." And it's it's really just like this mental gymnastics, and we wonder why we. And I'll say I like I want to be wonder why I'm so like drained or like tired all the time. 
And a lot of times it's like all this mental gymnastics you're doing all the time, whereas it's just like listen to yourself to have a thought and do the thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But obviously that's easier to say, but um, for me that's the way I kind of cope through for real and like actually move through is by actually doing the things. And it's just, it's so weird how it's just you're holding yourself back. Yeah, I was about to say, I think like, a lot of times we are so hard on ourselves and should and shame and guilt and all these things around like for the person who we think we should be or like all of these unexamined goals like um you know if you wanted to be a morning person like we've talked about that before in the sense that like if you beat just give yourself something to beat yourself up about like then i think that in and of itself becomes a cycle and then you'll always continue doing it until you finally decide to stop mm. So meaning stop like beating yourself up or stop doing the action, um, stop beating yourself up. Like, I think that if you have developed a pattern, like as that is a coping mechanism. And I think a lot of us have in different ways, then we'll keep doing it until we like are conscious enough to actually stop mm-hmm. and realize why we do it. Like, I think that's a lot of unearthing personally to figure out why we're doing these things in the first place and then actually stop and confront them. Okay, so if we're we're beginning to recognize how we beat ourselves up around what things and why what that looks like, then what are, what do we do next? Is our goal to stop beating ourselves up um, and just accept, you know, whatever is going on, what you, what you are doing and not just what you should? Um, is it moving forward? Like, what do you do next? Uh, so I think that it would be great to start with yourself to figure out if the things that you're beating yourself up about are things you actually want or mm. things that are actually in alignment. So, like, are you going to go to the gym every morning at four o'clock in the morning and do all these things? Or is that just something you're telling yourself? And if not, are you able to adapt that thing that, or adapt a schedule to find the thing that you want? For, so like, if you know you're not a morning person, don't try to be a morning person at the gym, maybe be an afternoon gym person or an evening mm-hmm. gym person and then try that. And so like, if you all of, let me back up. If you have decided that you really want to work on fitness and physical health is a big goal Try different schedules until you find something that works. So make sure that the goal is in alignment and then take action that fits your schedule and try it. So what I'm hearing, too, to even make this even more bird's eye view is what's your real goal? And to not be married to the how you do it, Mm -hmm. but you can do a little something um, and figure out what makes the most sense for you. Yeah, and I think that that's the easiest place to start Mm -hmm. um, is really just making sure that you're in alignment with all of these things that you're trying to do, whether it be business, relationships, personal, et cetera. And then then figuring out, you know, what the process can be and having fun with the process. Mm -hmm. And so the next thing is something I was talking to my therapist about, which actually inspired this whole episode, is um, I was calling him because I felt like a bad friend because uh, like uh, we were him and I were talking. We had a a session, but I was feeling like a really bad friend because I have like three friends that I haven't seen in like a couple months. But like life has been lifing. And I was just like, man, I feel like such a bad friend. And then I was overthinking. And so him and I were talking and he brought up like oh, you're in a pattern right now. Like, you're in a cycle. And I'm like, say more. And he was talking about (laughs) how he noticed that, like, anytime I have a negative emotion, so I feel disappointed because I feel like I haven't shown up for some of my friends like I would have wanted to, Mm -hmm. then I start overthinking and then trying to solve and then making myself feel bad after that. So I start overthinking, oh, man, when they were short with that text message, it was probably because I'm a terrible person Mm. and all this. Like you're trying to prove what you're thinking. exactly. But the underlying root thing is, like, this – um, harshness to myself and he was like so to break that because I'm very action oriented when it comes to therapy like I'm trying to work through these things how can we do this and he was like okay so you have your pattern negative thinking or negative emotion overthinking being harsh to yourself and then it just keeps going he was like how about you recognize your pattern 
and embrace them. Like some options you can do here. So one is like embrace the mess. Like, okay, fuck it. I'm a bad friend. And what? Like, mm-hmm. I feel I don't, but they, they can call me too. You know, like it works both ways. Um, what he told me specifically was how about in your pattern? So after you have that negative emotion and you start overthinking, like how about you insert something there to interrupt it? And it can be something fun. It can be something playful. You can present evidence that you are a good friend and think of the last five thoughtful things you did for friends and how you show up for friends all the time. Um, you can go to yoga, you can run, you can just try to interrupt that process because a lot of times these are so ingrained in us over so many years that it's hard to be like, yep, not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. So like just trying to interrupt that pattern so that I don't fall into the harshness on myself. Yeah, sometimes you can catch like when you're overthinking and just kind of be like, yeah, and just kind of (laughs) like try to sidetrack into something else. Um, That can help. And like taking a break as well, Mm -hmm. like just from whatever that moment you're in to do something else um, can kind of get you just not thinking about it because we do tend to go, like, in a rabbit hole. Um, I also was told that I should be able to embrace embrace my messiness as well because I think in our efforts to be, you know, perfect or to be whatever certain things that we, we wish we were being or whatever, um, you know, we're letting ourselves feel bad, but it's like, your best is going to be different in every moment, every day and um, where you are. And so in the moments that you are not doing what you think you should be doing or not fulfilling what you want to be doing, et cetera, you can, I think you can accept it in those moments and you still have to make a plan. Like I think it's important still to work Mm -hmm. through. So still to make a plan for, okay, well, obviously this is not working for me to try to wait till, and this is, goes back to what you said at the beginning, but, like, you recognize when you're doing it, and then you have to think about, like, okay, give yourself that grace at that time, and also let's have a different plan. I'm, I'm all about having a plan, um, but you can't spend too much time on it. It has to be something that you could just jump into. Yeah, and that's so important, like action. So, right, interrupting and action. And I think the biggest piece here is like rewriting that narrative of what you're saying because you can do all of the actions in the world, but if you're not actively examining and rewriting those narratives that you've adapted Mm -hmm. for your life, it won't change because you will always see the world from that lens of if you always feel bad about yourself, every lens that you look at, you're going to find a way to feel bad about yourself. Yeah. An example of something I did with um, the example I gave earlier. So I'll f- I will beat myself up about nutrition because I will be quick to order some food because I wait too long, get hungry, I don't have groceries, or I don't want to cook. I don't even like cooking. Um, and what I started doing in December actually is I looked up a um, a meal plan, like a thirty day anti inflammatory meal plan. I just wanted to get like some ideas of some stuff that you know maybe there if I get the groceries. I can have the stuff Mm -hmm. so I know, you know, I can prep it out. Um, And then I remembered in my meal plan days, you know, if I had stuff made, I would warm it up and eat it. Um, Of course, you still, sometimes you're like, I don't want none of this. (laughs) But, like, you know, in general, it's still better. And so for me, that's been a big, big thing is, like, having a proactive plan. So the last month or so, I have had, okay, at least here's a couple meals that I'm going to get the stuff to make, one of which is always some type of salad that's a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other one might be, like, a chicken or fish and a thing so I'm not even I'm eating literally probably 200 times more vegetables just by even eating eating like one salad at least a day like I, I made a salad today for lunch even though I have like hella leftovers in there that I could warm up and so as I've done it it feels better because I'm like 
on and two i'm like oh this is good like mm-hmm. this is actually really good like i'm in, i'm enjoying what i'm eating um i'm doing things that are pretty easy so it's not like i take i'm taking all day and like waiting for the flower to rise and all this and that like i'm not doing all that but um it's just beneficial to be proactive so like having things set up planned it's here helps you to get started and then once you get started or at least for me like once i get started i'm kind of in there a little bit because now i'm like i'm seeing how i'm um saving money i see how i'm feeling better i'm seeing how i'm eating a little better and it just feels like in general like oh i'm making wiser decisions so now like when the other day i ordered did order some chick-fil-a that's the only time i've ordered chick-fil-a in like a couple months so it's like okay i don't really even feel bad and i'm not getting on myself about it but today i was like well i do have stuff let me go make the salad so um plan for your success and like have the things you need at hand and ready for you um so you don't have to feel like that same with fitness like for um Tomorrow I, I call hit one of my friends and was like, hey, do you want to you want to try to meet me? Who lives around here? You want to meet me to go do a, a long run tomorrow? So now I'm like, I got to get up probably to go do it because I made something, you know, there that makes me have to do it because I recognize that recently I've been like, yeah, I don't know. I ain't really feeling it. And so, you know, set yourself up to do it. Oh, I love that. So awareness. Um, so making sure that what you're doing is in alignment and what you want, um, having fun and playing with your plan. So trying different things to figure out what really works for you in this phase of your life. Taking action is mm-hmm. the biggest one, because if you don't take action, what is the point? You just plan into plan because that gives you a dopamine boost, but you're not really changing anything in your life. Um, yeah. And then, <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think the last one is really just focusing on those narratives, like figuring, getting to the bottom of like why you are beating yourself up and what the bigger issue is, because that's really just a fruit of whatever narrative is going on in your head and in your life. Yes. And with all of this, beating yourself up is not going to make you feel good in the moment. So for that reason, it doesn't serve much purpose. But intentionality is important. And so you really want to, of course, and everything be intentional about how you speak and what you're doing and how you're moving forward. And so also like if we just slow down, like pay attention to the words, pay attention to what we're doing, how we're feeling. Um, we can find that space to be intentional, whether it's with one thing, like everything's not going to be perfect every day, but you can be proud of yourself and think about the things that you do set yourself up for success with. Yeah. And I just think that it doesn't have to be so harsh in your head all your all the time. Like you don't have to be so mean to yourself or talk so crazy to yourself. Um, Cause I feel like that really starts to wear on you. So taking some time to be more gentle and more kind and treating yourself like someone that you love. Yes. Be kinder to yourself this week. Thank you for listening. Leave us a comment. If you are figuring out ways to stop beating yourself up, or if you have something that you'd recommend to our listeners, let us know at carlyscouch.com at Carly's Couch on social media. Mm -hmm. And you can hit us up anytime. See you next week. Peace.